Welcome to Make Me Your Voice with Pastor David Bartowell. These messages are intended to deepen your faith and trust in a living God who speaks to us with hope and reason. Today's message comes to us from the Gate Christian Bible Church in Orange County, California. There was a local zoo had a one gorilla, and that one gorilla died. So the zookeeper, he wanted to keep the appearance of being a legitimate zoo and have a gorilla. So until he could procure another gorilla, he got a guy and hired this guy to wear a gorilla suit and fill in for this dead gorilla. And it was his first day on the job, and he was horrible, and he didn't know what he was doing. He couldn't act like a gorilla really well, and he uh, tried to move like a gorilla, and he tripped, and he fell into the lion exhibit, and he began to scream. He's convinced his life was over until the lion looked at him and spoke to him and said, hey, be quiet, or we're both going to get fired. Sometimes (laughs) things aren't what they appear. Sometimes what seems incredibly scary is only a facade. But in all fairness, think about this. Ending up in a lion's den with real lions, that'd be something to be concerned about, to say the least. And it happened to Daniel, God's prophet, who ended up in a real lion's den with real lions and lived to tell about it. So today we're going to continue the series, get ready for a breakthrough part five, the lion's den. This series is based on Habakkuk 1.5. Read this with me. Look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed, for I am going to do something in your days that you would not believe even if you were told. That's the breakthrough I'm talking about. And it might feel like you're in a lion's den, surrounded by lions. But you know what? I want to tell you this morning, that's the best place to be because it's the place where God is going to do a miracle in your life. So today, let's talk about Daniel's lion's den and how that feels. First of all, the lion's den is a scary place. Daniel lived during a time of captivity. He was taken into captivity along with his family and the rest of Judah to Babylon under King Nebuchadnezzar, who is a cruel king and he made them his slaves. And at that time, Israel had divided into two kingdoms. The northern kingdom, Israel, they had fell to captivity earlier into Assyria. Assyria took control of them. And God warned Judah. He said, don't follow after your brothers, the northern kingdom. Don't follow after them into godlessness and blasphemy. But Judah didn't listen. So God sent them into a 70-year time out. And Daniel was one of the best of the lot. He was strong. He was handsome. He was gifted. He was gifted with the ability to interpret dreams and visions that came from God. But he was also very staunch in his faith. Daniel and his friends, they wouldn't bow to false gods, including Nebuchadnezzar. And we'll talk about that part of the story next week. But today we're going to pick up in Daniel chapter 6. So you can grab your Bible. We're going to go to Daniel chapter 6. By this time, Nebuchadnezzar and his son Belshazzar had died. And Darius, the king of Persia, had come into power. And this was toward the end of that 70-year captivity period. Daniel had risen up the ladder of success in the kingdom 
and remained there his entire life. And he was known as a godly man who could interpret dreams and visions. And because of this, some of the officials in the kingdom, could call him the establishment, became jealous and plotted to take Daniel out. They talked King Darius into issuing a decree saying that anyone who prays to another god other than you, Darius, should be thrown into the lion's den. So we pick up the story there in Daniel chapter 6, starting in verse 10. Now, when Daniel knew that the decree was signed, he entered his house and he went to his roof and he opened the windows toward Jerusalem and he knelt as he always did every day and he prayed as he did three times a day. He prayed to his God. And then these men, these jealous men, the establishment, came by agreement and they found Daniel praying and praying to his God. And then they approached and they went to the king and they reminded the king, hey, king, didn't you sign a decree that said that anybody who prays to another God besides you would be thrown into the lion's den? And the king said, yes, that's true. They said, look, Daniel, who is one of your exiles from Judah, he doesn't pay attention to you, O king, or to your decree. He's praying like he always did, three times a day to his God, Yahweh. Then, as soon as the king heard this, he was deeply distressed because he loved Daniel. And he set his mind on rescuing Daniel. And even the whole day, he kept thinking of a way out. But these men came and they said, Look, king, you signed a decree and you have to follow through with your word. So, it was all a setup, right? But for Daniel, the lion's den became a reality for just praying, like he always did. Being a believer, he was persecuted. Daniel's lion den didn't just happen that day, though. And this is what I want you to understand. Daniel made his lion's den the moment he gave his life to Yahweh. Because here's the thing. The world hates people of God people of Yahweh, people of Christ, because they want you to worship their king, their God. Babylon is a rough place to live. We live in Babylon. It's the kingdom of this world. And Jesus said this, you will be hated by the world because the world hated me first. Daniel's name means God is my judge. He knew that he wasn't going to be judged by that king. He was going to be judged by his king. He's an example of someone who doesn't let political correctness dictate his passion for God. He lives for God. He knew he would pay a price. He was not going to bow to Babylon. He was not going to bow to King Darius or any other earthly king. He was going to stay committed to Yahweh. He was going to remain 
He was not going to turn his back on his God. Daniel lived in scary times. We live in scary times. Babylon is scary. And to be honest with you, these scary times have escalated faster than I would have ever expected. But we can't let Babylon rule us or scare us because we belong to Jesus Christ and his kingdom. We have to be like Daniel. God is my judge. Daniel lived in the hostile Babylonian empire, but he never forgot to whom he belonged. Now, there's a caveat. Daniel did not become that person overnight. He didn't just wake up one day and go, I'm going to live for God. No, he lived for God every day. He said, I commit my life to God as a kid. And he never wavered. He said, I'm going to stand up for Yahweh no matter what. Daniel lived that way his entire life because it wasn't just a whim. It was a habit. It was a ritual. It was a lifestyle. Listen, if you want to live for God tomorrow, you have to start living for God today. The lion's den is a scary place, but the lion's den is also a lonely place. Have you been experiencing any loneliness lately? You know, it's not popular to live for God. You feel alone, like you're fighting an uphill battle. Have some of your so-called friends unfollowed you or blocked you because of your unpopular opinions? You know, as a pastor, I've had to have some uncomfortable conversations with people. I've had to stand up against what was popular so that I can stand for what is true. But I'm not going to preach what's popular. I want to preach what's true. And loneliness comes with that territory. The lion's den door is already open, especially when you stand up against darkness and evil. So here's what you need. You need friends like Daniel. You need friends who are of the light, who walk in the light with you. So let's pick up the story in verse 16 of Daniel 6. So the king, Darius, he gave orders, and Daniel was brought and thrown into the lion's den. The king spoke and said to Daniel, Your God, whom you constantly serve, will rescue you. Isn't that amazing? Daniel's God was not the God of Babylon, but Darius saw something in Daniel. A stone was brought and laid over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his ring so no one could rescue him. Then the king went to his palace and he spent the night fasting. He didn't have any entertainment, and he couldn't sleep. Because Darius respected and loved Daniel. There was something about Daniel that Darius saw in Daniel that touched his heart. And I believe it was his commitment, unwavering commitment to God. See, the rug was pulled out from under Daniel's feet. And the king, 
who could change the rules couldn't because he had to stand up for what he said in front of the other officials. So Daniel was alone. It's a scary place. It's a lonely place. When people you count on even to rescue you and to come to your side, they're not there anymore. No one could rescue Daniel except God. And you know what? I think that's a great place to be, honestly. Because what seems hopeless, what seems like a hopeless situation is the most hopeful situation because God is the only one who can rescue you. And I want to tell you, don't focus on the lions. Focus on the lion of Judah, Jesus Christ, because he will rescue you. He's faithful. He always accomplishes what he sets out to do. His word never returns without accomplishing his purpose. And when he says something, it's going to happen. The lion's den is a scary place. The lion's den is a lonely place. And last, the lion's den is a noble place. Because it's where God shows up. Isn't it amazing how God can take an unusually unholy or regular place and turn it into an incredibly holy and noble place? So let's go back to the Bible here and pick up in verse 19. Daniel has spent the night in the lion's den. And the king, he woke up early at the break of day because he didn't sleep. And he ran to the lion's den. And when he'd come near to the den, he cried out in a troubled voice, Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God rescued you? Is an amazing question. What if there was no answer? Do you know what? There's an answer. Daniel, who had spent the entire night with ferocious, hungry lions, he said, King, oh King, live forever. He respected the king. Even though the king was a pagan king, he still respected the position of the king. He said, my God, my God has sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth. They didn't harm me, O king, because I'm innocent. I'm innocent before God, and I'm innocent before you. See, Daniel lived a life of integrity. It's not who you are in public. It's who you are in private, in the lion's den. What did Daniel do all night? I don't know. Maybe he kept praying. If you have lions sitting around, these, these are not little cats. These are huge, ferocious lions. No one ever lived through a night in the lion's den, except for Daniel. Why? Because God sent his angel to shut the mouth of the lion. He shut the mouth of the lion. And there's another lion. He's your adversary. He's the devil. He's Satan. The Bible tells us that that lion prowls around looking for people to devour. And he uses lies and accusations and slanders you 
because he wants to take you out. There's no trial. There's no jury. You're just canceled. There's no defense. But God can shut the mouth of the lion. Don't listen to that lion anymore. God is your judge. The devil, he's working overtime. Behind the scenes, he's trying to devour God's people. And we're not fighting against people. The Bible tells us we're fighting against the spirit behind those people. The spirit of evil himself, Satan, and his minions that want to kill, steal, and destroy anything that's good. Don't listen to him anymore. Stop listening to the lies. Stop believing the accusations. Stop relinquishing to the slander. So what if they cancel you? God's not going to cancel you. Live for God. Look forward to the lion's den because it's a holy place. It's a place where God can be glorified. And pray that the lion of Judah shuts the mouth of the lying Satan. Remember, it was Peter himself who was infiltrated by Satan when Peter tried to talk Jesus out of going to the cross. And what did Jesus do? He looked at Peter, but he spoke to Satan, and he said, get thee behind me, Satan. You need to start saying some get thee behind me's. You need to be kicking some heinies. You need to be saying to the liar, the Lord rebuke you. The Lord expose you. This place is holy. I am noble because I'm in Christ and you have no arena here. And my lion is going to kick your lion bleep. Rise up. Don't be a wimp. There's a lot of Christian wimps. And wimps don't get very far in God's kingdom. Change the channel. Tune out the lies. Tune in the truth. Discern the spirits. You know, that's one thing I really pray, that Christians will discern the spirits. In fact, the Bible says, test the spirits. Don't listen to what they're lying to you on TV about. Test the spirits. Pray. Ask God to reveal what's true. And then do that. Believe that, because Satan's a liar. Tell and ask the Lion of Judah to shut the mouth of the lion. But you got to do your part. you got to start believing God, what he says. So let's go back here as we end in verse is 23 and 24. The king was extremely pleased and gave orders for Daniel to be taken up out of the lion's den. And Daniel was taken out. And there was no injury on him whatsoever because he trusted God. The king gave orders. And they brought the men, the establishment, the liars, and who had maliciously accused and slandered Daniel. And he cast them into the lion's den. And they were eaten alive. Hallelujah. God wins. You're vindicated. Evil does not win. God wins. And I pray that the lion of Judah crushes the bones of his enemies. Do you know, we're supposed to love our enemies, right? But we don't agree with our enemies, and we don't listen to their lies. Read the Psalms. I love what David writes. He's basically saying, 
God, you got to come through. These lying people, they're lying about me. They want to take me out, crush them, kill them. Honest conversations. But then he comes back, he says, but you, oh God, you're my hope. Have you had honest conversations with Jesus lately? I have. And I think that's good because he already knows how you're feeling. Let it out. Tell him. But in the end, you do as Jesus says. Not my will, your will. Not my timing, your timing. God, you're in control. Shut the lion's mouth. Help me discern the spirits. Help me understand what's going around spiritually so that I can be in the truth and not be filled with lies. We live in Babylon. Babylon is about lies. This kingdom of this world is an evil kingdom. And Satan wants to take you out, but he can't. Nothing can separate you from the love of God in Jesus Christ. Not even the lion's den. Daniel lived for God. He went into the lion's den already believing that God could rescue him. He didn't know if he would. But the awesome thing is God didn't just rescue him. He vindicated him before his enemies. That's the kind of breakthrough I'm talking about. But the story doesn't end there. There's more. Daniel's faith opened the eyes of a pagan king. Look what happens in verse 25. Then Darius the king wrote to all the peoples, nations, and men of every language, may your peace abound, and I'm going to make this decree, he says, in all my kingdom. You are to fear and tremble before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and enduring forever. And his kingdom is one which will not be destroyed. And his dominion will be forever. He delivers and rescues and performs signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. Who has also delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. So this Daniel enjoyed success in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Talk about God turning something and someone who is ignoble and unholy and used him to preach truth? That's not the only time that happened, by the way. That happened in Daniel's life three times. First with Nebuchadnezzar, then with Nebuchadnezzar's son, Belshazzar, and now with Darius. See, that's the awesome thing about trusting God is that you never know God's going to do something way beyond what you can even ask or imagine. God can use you. He wants to use you, even in the lion's den, because it's in the lion's den the world notices. See, Daniel, remember, he was taken from his home as a young boy. He was enslaved to an evil government, an evil king, but he never bowed to the king. He respected him. He didn't waver in his faith. He prayed all the time. And every time it seemed like Daniel would lose, God turned the tables. The lion's den. It's a noble place because God turns the tables. God does what he wants to do in the lion's den. So will you be like Daniel? Will you shut the mouth of the lion by believing God no matter what? Will you know that the devil is a liar? We live in Babylon. It's a kingdom of lies. The devil is a counterfeit. He's only wearing the costume for a little while. And then one day, the Lion of Judah, who has already pounced and already has the lion, Satan, in his grasp, he will throw the liar into the lake of fire 
and he will be silenced forever. That's our hope, our living hope. So I want you to live for God, no matter what, because it's the only life worth living. We need him. You need him. So let's bow in prayer and say, Lord Jesus, we need you more than ever. You are the Lion of Judah. You are the King of kings and Lord of lords. No one has power on this earth if it were not given to him by God the Father. And all these things that are happening, confusion and chaos, that's not of you. You are a God of order and peace. And we can only have order and peace in our life and our body when we are in line with you and the truth and the truth permeates us, and we listen to the truth, and we talk honestly with you, and we ask for your wisdom, and we ask for your guidance, and we ask you to shut the mouth of the lion so that we can hear the truth. I pray that for us. I pray that for the church throughout the world, especially in this country that is asleep in the light. We need to wake up. Wake us up, Lord. Wake us up. We're ready. We want the breakthrough. Wake us up so that we can enter into what has already happened in the kingdom of God. We love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor David Bartowell's message reminds us that God speaks to us with hope and reason so that we can be His voice in this world. Please join us again for Make Me Your Voice, a ministry of the Gate Christian Bible Church in Orange County, California. We would love to have you join us for a Sunday service. For more information or to find our location, please visit thegatecbc.com.